Welcome to Cracks in the Foundation with Tallulah Rose. Hello, happy new year. This is going to be a short episode because I still feel like I'm in that space in between where, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's where you don't really want to do anything. I always feel like I'm having a reboot of my system, like a software update, and I'm plugged in somewhere and I'm just waiting to charge back up, waiting to figure out my new system for the year. And yeah, I just don't (laughs) have the capacity to analytically think, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. I hope you understand what I mean. But anyway, I just wanted to make a little episode because I wanted to talk about expectations and resolutions versus intentions and just rituals around the new year because the new year is some, it used to be a really hard time for me. I hated it. Um, Close family members passed away around Christmas and that was their favorite holiday and all these things. So I just kind of always shunned holidays in general And this year I wanted to take a little bit of a different approach and I've started kind of acknowledging these rituals that I've enjoyed where I will choose a word to embody and I'll pull three tarot cards and kind of write predictions for the new year for myself. Not necessarily resolutions, but like little predictions. I like to have more fun with it. So it's, I'm creating intentions of, I think this will happen this year. And I have a little list at the beginning of my journal, because I always get myself a new journal for the end of, or the, for the new year and the end of the year, because you have to have both. Um, I feel like I just rambled on that whole time. But what I mean is I will create these little rituals so that I have things to look forward to. Because when we make resolutions, I feel like we're so tied to the expectation of the outcome that when it doesn't work or if we fall off or don't see it as an achievement, we kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit and have a really bad time with it. And January and February usually really suck because we're so concerned about reaching those goals. And if we don't reach them, then we think our whole year is ruined. And I really kind of, I like the idea of giving up time. I don't like time. I I understand its purpose, <laughs> but I like the idea that one day we can live without time. Um, because it's not linear, even though we believe it is. Like, I mean, evolution's not even linear, right? So... So I get this journal and the first few pages I write my predictions and then I write a thank you letter for the year ahead um, as if it was in the past. So I'll write like thank you 2022 and I'm so grateful for and I'll just list all of these things that have happened and the lessons I've learned in that year and just things that I've seen throughout the year, those predictions, I write them as if they've happened and in the past. And I like doing that because it's almost like you're kind of time traveling and you're creating this little story for yourself. Um, And then you get to look back on the end of the year at 2022, at the beginning of your journal, hopefully you filled out that whole journal and you look back and you can see if those predictions were right. And so far, a lot of my predictions have come true. So I really enjoy that process because it's this little fun ritual where I'm 
really centering on what my desires are and what I'm actually seeking rather than creating this resolution because I'm like, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need to do all this business stuff. Oh, I need to learn this. I just want to see what I actually desire and then go from there. Um, The other thing I do is I write a word out that I want to embody. So um, this year is going to be honesty. I really want to show up more as myself and not worry about fitting other people's ideal. So the word honesty is really important to me because I think that's just, we don't really show up honestly, even if we think we do. Um, There's little things that we hide about ourselves or we don't show up as overtly ourselves as we would have if we were actually being honest. So that's my goal um, that I'm trying to embody. And then I've learned from, her name's Kinsey Madison. Madsen. Yeah. (laughs) Madsen, I think. And she does this thing where she creates a character on Pinterest and she has a little board for them. So I did that this year too and I had a really fun time doing it. And then the last thing I do for a ritual is I say all the things that I'm releasing from 2021 or the year that has passed. And I give gratitude for all of that and I write them on little slips of paper and then I burn them in a candle that's almost out of wax um, because it's like the end of an era. Um, I go through a lot of candles, so I do a big candle at the end of the year and then I'll have the slips of paper in there with a candle and then I leave the ash in there for a few days and then I throw it out as a symbol. I mean, you can put the ash anywhere you want to. Some people go out into the forest and do it. Um, I kind of want to do that this year. Maybe I will do that this year. I don't know. TBD. There is one really weird thing that I do (laughs) too. I'm a little embarrassed to talk about it, but whatever. Um, so throughout the year, I kind of write down songs that get stuck in my head. And this year it was At Last, you know, Etta James, At Last, My Love Has Come Along, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I write down the songs that I get stuck in my head. And then I pick the song that kind of resonates the most. And then I rework the words so that it's more, sounds more like an affirmation. It sounds really silly, but I'll say things where, so like, with at last, <laughs> the lyrics are like, at last my love has come along. But I switched it to at last, um, I know my worth. And I sing it to myself in the mirror. And I do that around New Year's or like leading up to New Year's, sometimes a few days after it, whenever I'm alone or like feeling the vibe of that. And I like keeping track of the songs that get stuck in my head because I just firmly believe that when something gets stuck in your head, it's kind of for you. It's a little message for you. So whenever a song gets stuck in my head, I kind of write down the first few lyrics and see if any of the lyrics feel like they pertain to me or I feel like what emotion comes up for me while I'm singing this song that's stuck in my head. And it was such a At Last was such a fun song for me to get stuck in my head because it just made me feel so abundant and luxurious for some reason. And so when I reworked the words this year, I just really wanted to feel like I wasn't seeking that love. It was just innately in me. And so that's why I did the corny version of I Know My Worth. And that is all of my rituals so far. I'm not usually a ritual person, I will say. I don't enjoy 
I don't think you have to do rituals to grow. I don't think rituals will be the end-all be-all of whether you succeed in life or not. I just, there's something about them lately that I've been really enjoying. And just making rituals of everything, like the smallest things. I was putting my hair up and I started thinking of this as a ritual and I really took care of how I was putting my hair up. And I just really was like feeling my hair and just really enjoying it where I feel like hair or your nails or skin we kind of take for granted so I was in the mirror just I don't know taking appreciation for my hair and that was even just a ritual for me and it felt really good so I've been doing that with everything like out whenever I get myself flowers I have dried flowers all over the place because I love the process of <laughs> watching them die that sounds so morbid um but I actually love the process of seeing death happen I don't know what that is about but it seems very it makes me very present because every day I like see how they've changed a little bit and I take note of it and it's something that I will get so invested in is just watching these flowers die I also do that the opposite way I will always look to see if there's been any progress on plants. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I will sit in the sun with coffee in the morning and the plants around me, I'll just sit there and stare at them and <laughs> watch them open up to the sun. It's a very slow process, but it's something that just feels so good for me. I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's because it's so slow and it's almost like watching paint dry, but it's living things experiencing their own version of life and their own processes. And I, it feels like I'm a fly on the wall, just like seeing this plant move feels so magical because I feel like it's not so, it's forbidden to watch. I don't know. But maybe you're not really into the idea of rituals and that's totally okay. So the other thing that I used to do was focus on intentions every year. And they're a little bit different than resolutions because when you're setting an intention, you're kind of getting down to the nitty gritty of what you're seeking from that goal. Like if you're trying to lose a certain amount of weight and that's your resolution or to get a certain car or quit smoking or whatever people's resolutions usually are, you're kind of finding what is the theme or what is that emotion that you're seeking to receive once you have that thing, once you reach that goal. Is it actually about the weight or is there something deeper that you're seeking? Is it self-love? Is it a healthy lifestyle? Is it getting out in nature more? movement. I really like narrowing down to a single word and from there I kind of write my intentions. So I would, one of the things I really wanted to do was just develop a better relationship with food because I would avoid eating whenever I was upset or something and I didn't want to live like that anymore because I would just get really sick if I did that and I don't like that relationship with food. I was kind of, I'm very avoidant personality and I didn't understand why it kept happening with food. And once I realized that I needed a better relationship with food, 
it kind of was this red thread through all of these other patterns in my life of where else am I avoiding myself? Where else am I avoiding really showing up for myself and taking care of myself and loving myself? So then it became, that was my main intention was creating better relationship with myself. And through these things, that's what I wanted to do. So I wrote that intention and I wrote different action steps that I could do to build that relationship with self, but it wasn't a resolution necessarily. It was just, these are aligned action steps that would feel good if I do them, but I'm not tied to an ending for them. Because especially with health, it's never, there's no end goal with health. It's your, it's the way to live. (laughs) It's your whole life. So I always find it strange. I used to be a huge dieter. And even when I was in middle school and high school, I used to diet. And I realized that it wasn't conducive for me because I am very much a person that needs to finish things as quickly as possible. And I need to achieve in order to feel good about myself. And so that's the only reason why I was doing those diets. And now I realize that the relationship to self is something that is a continuous process. So having a diet is never sustainable because it's always about yourself (laughs) and it's your body. Like you can't leave your body until you're ready to die. So the journey for health is continuous, right? There's no end goal. I mean, the end goal is the end of your life, not anything else. It's not a size or a weight or, I don't know, a waist size or something. I don't know why this is talking about health. I think just because (laughs) every year it's all these people going to the gym and I have to lose 25 pounds and all this stuff. I think that's why I'm bringing it up because it's such like a go-to resolution. But I, I mean it with everything. I think it can be applied anywhere. And intentions are so much more helpful because then you figure out yourself and you start learning to trust yourself and I just uh (laughs) I've been really enjoying the process of the new year so much more in my later 20s I just realized that I'm now in my later 20s because you're only really in your mid 20s at 25 right or is it 24 to 26 I don't know but In my later 20s, I'm really enjoying the process of the new year. Not going to parties or anything, just like really sitting with myself and figuring out what I learned from this past year, what I embodied this past year, what lessons I had, challenges, how I felt, what I want to embody the following year, who do I want to be, what character do I want to be, what things am I looking for, what feelings am I hoping to have, all of these things it feels so fucking good to do. And I just wish everyone could have the opportunity to do it. So that's just a little story about all my rituals um, for the new year. I hope you stay safe and had an amazing time in the new year. I would love to learn your rituals. Or if you have any intentions you want to share with me or a word you're going to embody, I would really love to know. 
I want to actually build a community here. That's one of my intentions is building a community. So it's really important to me that you feel like you can be included in this. I know it's a one way thing. I haven't figured out how to have a community where it's two ways right now because I would have to facilitate. I don't know. <laughs> but that's my intention for this new year. And that's the person I'm going to embody is someone who's creating a community. So I would love to know any of your intentions or words that you're embodying or anything like that. Um, I hope you have an amazing new year and I can't wait to see how this year develops. So thank you for listening.